This is a special report from Missions Today. Please pray for all of our pastors, all of our missionaries, all of our radio hosts who share good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because in these dangerous times, this is what our people really, really need. And this is our priority. So we really need your prayers, your support, in order to be with our people and to show them hope. This is just one pastor's voice among many, many pastors, ministry leaders, missionaries and Christ followers currently caught in the midst of the Russian firestorm spreading through Ukraine. Hi, I'm Colin Lambert and this is a special report from Missions Today, brought to you by Resource Global. Imagine having to pack up only what you can hold in your arms or throw into your car and leave your home not even knowing where you're going. Tens of thousands of Ukrainians have and are facing that this week. We've put aside our regular programming this week to bring you some updates from ministry partners who work, serve, and or support those in the field in Ukraine. Today we're going to talk with Ed Cannon, the president and CEO of Far East Broadcasting Company. But first, I'm joined by a longtime friend and co-laborer in Christ, Ron Harris. He's founder and president of Media Alliance International. Ron, thanks so much for joining us today on Missions Today. Thank you, Colin. It is uh, an honor to be with you. And uh, these are volatile days, but God is at work. Amen. Amen. Hey, Ron, I know that you have done work in Ukraine. You have ministries that you partner with in Ukraine. Tell us some of those ministries you partner with, some of the people you partner with, and then maybe we can talk about a few of the stories you're hearing from there. We have a ministry, uh, as you know, called Media Alliance International, and primarily we train Christian media people all over the world, working with media leaders in about 40 different countries. And in several regions, we hold media conferences. We've done that in Ukraine for four or five years. We've been involved with them for eight or nine years in that region and work primarily with an association of Christian journalists called Nova Media. Ruslan Kukurchuk is the head of that. Um, and there are, I don't remember the number, but I think it's two or 300, maybe 400 people that he has in his association. And so when we hold a conference there, uh, we'll have 150 or so uh, who will show up for training in radio, television, uh, social media, church media, those areas, and leadership as well. And uh, Alan, I've been so impressed with these people because of the dedication of their heart. Some are working in radio. There are some great stories coming out of some of the people there that we also know who have been a part of our conferences as well. It's astounding to see how God is using these people to be light in a place that's becoming darker by the hour. And um, I was talking with people today, chatting, sometimes online, texting, and um, we, were, we were commenting on the fact that everyone says Ukraine is at its darkest moment and that it's almost a done deal that Russia will take over. But in the back of my mind, and what others were saying as well was, but God, but God. And I was reminded when the Lord said, is anything too hard for me? And so rather than give up on a situation, 
we've just been encouraging people to pray, pray for dedicated servants who are willing to just be there, stay there, be the light in the darkness, and pray for God to change that situation in such a way that people are protected, but also God's will is accomplished in the life of the Ukrainian people. That's so encouraging, Ron, to hear. And I, I'm going to be asking several times during the program today that people just be praying for those on the ground. Ron, those that you're talking to, texting or calling or, or connecting with online, do you get a sense if, if most of them are staying, most of them are leaving? Is there uh, a, just a, a, a challenge to decide even which one to do? I think they want to stay. That's their land. That's their home. Uh, they want to stay. Some are in that uh, that eastern area, the Donbas region, and my understanding is they are making them evacuate. And uh, I, I've heard from some who that's that's what they've had to do. But as I talked to most of them, they want to stay. They want to be there. I was just texting with a young lady who's a photographer, and she's been a part of our conferences several times. And she said, my husband and I and our two kids, this is home. We're staying in Kiev. And um, you just want to double down on the prayer for those folks. You know, like a, like a parent with a child, you say, I want you out of harm's way. But sometimes, Colin, we have to say, God has a plan that may not fit my economy or my wisdom. He has a plan for people's lives and ministries that far supersedes anything I can imagine. And so I have to yield to what God is telling these people about what they should do and then just be faithful to pray for them to be able to accomplish what God's called them to do and to protect them while they're doing that. One of the things that's so powerful to me, Ron, and, and you've shared a little bit of it already, I've seen several examples online already of pastors and missionaries and ministry leaders just saying, pray for us, pray for us. I mean, that seems to be a common phrase. We are in, in many ways powerless in America to do much of anything other than that. But that's so important, isn't it? It really is. I, I felt myself handcuffed being able to do things I would like to do to help them. I was scheduled to be in Ukraine in April. We were there last year. I was scheduled to be there in April. And, uh, and I feel handcuffed, except for the ability to pray and to encourage others to pray as well. And when we have commented to people, they say, oh, thank you so much to know that people are praying. Colin, we have our, our association, our, our media alliance, that has a number of media leaders all over the world, and they form their own group on WhatsApp. And so I'm watching that as they're praying, praying, praying. And we're putting some of the videos that we do with the leaders in, uh, that we work with in Ukraine, and uh, we're putting them on WhatsApp, and the people are coming back. We're praying for you, praying for you. And I'm seeing people respond and saying, thank you for that prayer. Um, it is it is at the very least encouraging. At the most, it unleashes God's power in people's lives. I, I, I'm not a theologian. I couldn't diagram how prayer works. I just know that God says for us to pray for those in need and be intercessors for them. And then we have to leave it up to him. But there is power in prayer. 
Ron, it's hard to imagine, I think, as Americans, even the concept, uh, because it's been so long in America, that we would be invaded uh, from the east and invaded from the south and invaded from the north all at the same time by somebody who wants to take over our country. I mean, I can't I can't even imagine. I feel the same way, Kellen. I I asked my friend Ruslan, I said, Ruslan, I can't imagine what you're going through or what it feels like when you put your head on the pillow at night for you and your wife and your four children. What goes through your head? And I cannot imagine what they're having to deal with. But Ruslan, who heads up this association of uh, Christian journalists, uh, I talked to him and I said, what are, what are you doing? What are you going to do? Are you leaving? He said, no, we're here. And I met with my staff and with volunteers. And he said, what I reminded them of was Nehemiah. The wall and the enemy who wanted to come and tear down what they tried to do with the wall. And Nehemiah in chapter four told them, we're going to work with one hand. And in the other hand, we will have a sword. We will have our weapon. And we will be prepared if the enemy comes against us. I thought that is so powerful to know that that they are depending upon God. But they also know, Colin, they have this passion that in the darkness, they need to be shining God's light brighter than ever. And Ron, again, some of these people in the midst of this invasion by Russia, they are continuing as long as they're allowed to do their ministry. That's right. They feel committed to that. God's called them to that, and they they want to do it as long as they can. Now, some of them may make the decision to leave. You know, that's between them and God. Others may make the decision to say, I want to stay as long as possible. They may not have that option in some regions. They may ask them to leave, but as long as they can, their heart is to say, I'm here. In fact, one said, God protected us in 2014 when the this conflict began. He can protect us in 2022 or he'll call us home. But our job is to shine his light. Well, Ron, I so much appreciate your time today. And in the, in the moment we have left here together, I know that you know these people personally. I've not had the privilege or honor to, to travel to Ukraine, but I've watched the work that you've done. And I know that your organization is doing some incredible work with some amazing people on the ground who are standing faithful in the midst of all that's going on, the chaos around them. Would you take just a moment and pray for those folks, especially those that you know, and, and also those you don't know who are facing uncertain times right now as Russia begins to move in to Ukraine. We hear that term, it's in the Bible, wars and rumors of wars. When I've heard that, I've always thought of nations. But today I'm thinking of people. I'm seeing the faces, God's servants. Those are the ones who are affected by those wars and even the rumors of wars. And so it's an honor and a privilege for me to be able to pray for them. Lord, I want to thank you, first of all, for the privilege of serving you, the King of Kings, the one who sacrificed his life on the cross for me. And Lord, I, I'm also so privileged to work alongside people in other parts of the world, particularly in Ukraine, who love you deeply. Lord, who, who serve you with their whole heart, who understand that for many people, they bringing the only light that some will see or hear. 
And I pray for them for their safety. I pray, Lord, that you will protect them, those that you call to be your servants, that you will uh, give them unusual wisdom in these days for the protection of themselves and their families. And Lord, as I, as I pray, I think of the faces of those that we know, some that we watch get married and have children and see their families grow. And the love that we have for them is like a parent to a child. Lord, I pray for them. And all over that country, you have your people, great people who are serving you, pastors, others who are serving in a variety of mission opportunities. And Lord, uh, we just ask for your hand of protection on them. And God, if it be your will, I pray that you would miraculously turn the tide of what's happening in Ukraine. That those from Russia who are the aggressors would be turned back. That somehow, some way, that conflict would end. And that you would receive the glory for your purpose, for the salvation of souls. And we pray this in the name of our Savior, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Ron. Ron Harris, Media Alliance International. We'll link you to his information at our program site, missionstoday.com. Now, Ed Cannon, president and CEO of Far East Broadcasting Company, febc.org. Ed, thanks for your time today. Welcome to the program. Great to be with you, Colin. It's always my pleasure. I just wish it were better circumstances. Uh, for sure, for sure. We uh, hate to be meeting under these circumstances, but I know that you have folks uh, working with your teams on the ground in Ukraine. This is an area of the world where FEBC has been engaged in ministry. Talk for a moment just about that engagement. How long have you all been engaged in Ukraine? What kinds of things are you doing? Well, for many, many years, of course, we were broadcasting in the Russian language into Ukraine through shortwave radio. But in the last eight years, we've established a footprint of FM stations, local radio stations, and we're now up to seven, which gives us a pretty good coverage of the larger cities in the nation. That FM coverage, though, Colin, has led to a very strong and engaged social media platform where we literally have millions of Ukrainians in dialogue with us on Facebook Live and several other uh, social media platforms that give us the opportunity to speak to them and have them speak back to us. I know that uh, you are concerned about your folks on the ground, and I want to get to them in just a moment. But uh, before we get to that, I want to get your thoughts just for a moment. I mean, Putin has been, you know, kind of telegraphing that this was coming since last July. But until things start flying across the border and tanks start moving, it's hard to really know even how to respond. What was your response and emotions tied to seeing this in an area where you're doing ministry? Well, interestingly, Colin, this has been kind of going on in the in the forefront of our ministry guys for about eight years uh, on the eastern side of ukraine there have been much lower rumblings of a military presence and some separatists fighting against the ukrainians we had four staff killed just five years ago uh, they've blown up one of our towers so it's not been in the u.s news but there have been rumblings of war for a long time so it was a little bit less surprised to our ministry than it was to the U.S. in general. What shocked me, though, Colin, was the uh, wrath of the of the Russian forces, you know, bombing civilians, tank bombs, missiles going off, even as far west as Ukraine and even beyond. So 
we used to think this was going to be a skirmish that was isolated to the eastern portion of Ukraine. But now troops have come in from the north through Belarus. They've come up from the south through Odessa. And essentially, there's there's a military presence and, and violence going on all throughout the country of Ukraine. So that surprised me very much. This is this is war. And, and, and many of these people have no way to respond. Your people are in the midst of that. Tell me uh, about some of those people and what you're hearing from them. Well, we've spoken directly, Colin, with a number of our staff, particularly from the eastern side, Slovensk and Donetsk, where we have studios and stations. And these people are evacuating their cities, driving 16 to 20 hours to try and get on the western side of Ukraine, where they'll have some peace. So they've left homes, left all their possessions. And unfortunately, the midst of that drive now, they're driving into what they thought was going to be a peaceful country, but it's, I'm afraid it's not going to be any more peaceful than where they were in the East. We have a number of broadcasters, Colin, uh, young men who have been notified that they're being drafted into military service. And I don't think they're going to be able to uh, avoid that assignment. So you know, we might lose some of our staff to be soldiers. We have been in communication with them and their wives, and we have wives that are crying, and they've got young children and their husbands uh, who have been serving FEBC for years and now going off to carry a rifle and shoot against an unknown enemy. Do you know, are, are all of your stations currently on the air? Are they off the air? What are you doing ministry-wise right now? I know your people are the most important thing, but uh, do you have an idea what's happening with your ministry right now? Yeah, actually, just a few hours ago, we got the update that all of our FM stations are still up and running, all broadcasting still. We have staff that have left several of the remote stations and are broadcasting into those radio stations from Kiev. We still have all of our social media platforms up and running. Miraculously, our internet is still up and running. We don't know how much longer that's going to last, but Colin, just in the last few weeks and particularly in the last 24 hours, the number of people that have reached out to our counseling hotline, asking questions, seeking information about the Lord through our social media apps and the internet is just extraordinary. So our staff are manning the stations, they're manning our outlets to be able to speak to the listeners. And what they've said to me is, we'll stick it out to the bitter end or until there's peace, because we know that the work we're doing now is so much more important than it has been because of the number of people suffering and therefore seeking the only peace that they can receive from the gospel. So it's an important time to be in the ministry. We're talking with Ed Cannon with Far East Broadcasting Company, FEBC. And uh, Ed, I was looking at some videos on your site, and I came across one that I'd like to actually play a clip of. It's just about two minutes long. Pastor Sergey, who's standing in his church and talking about experiencing explosions around him and asking people to pray. I'm going to let people listen to that in just a moment, but first, tell us a little bit about Pastor Sergey. Uh, he's a very deep theologian, a very uh, well-schooled teacher of God's Word. He does a number of broadcasts for FEBC, mostly Bible teaching that he does on the air. I know him personally. I know his family. I've been with him in that very church that you're that you're talking about. And so you're going to get a glimpse into the real human side of what war does in people's lives when you listen to this clip. All right, let's listen to this clip. Pastor Sergey, who works with Far East Broadcasting Company from his church, a message uh, just a, a short number of hours ago. Dear brothers and sisters, greetings to you from uh, Kiev, Ukraine. 
This morning I woke up because I heard explosions. So situation is quite serious, quite dangerous. And people are afraid and concerned. People in churches are afraid and concerned. At the same time, I really appreciate you for all of your support and for all of your prayers. Please keep calm and continue boldly and wisely pray to our Lord. Please pray for our people. Please pray for our families and churches. Please pray for all of our pastors, all of our missionaries, all of our radio hosts who share good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because in these dangerous times, this is what our people really, really need. And this is our priority. So we really need your prayers, your support, in order to be with our people and to show them hope that they could find only in our Lord Jesus Christ. Because he is the only one who could give real peace. Please keep calm and pray for our churches, for our families, for our ministers, for our ministry, for our radio host. And may God richly, abundantly bless you. Ed, as we uh, hear this pastor just uh, asking us, uh, people around the world, to be praying for him, for ministers, for churches, for organizations, missionaries, mission organizations, and others, just Christians around the area, but there are still ongoing prayers that God can make an impact in people's lives during this time. Absolutely. And uh, Pastor Sergey just represents one of the many unified voices at FEBC and other ministries that are serving Colin in Ukraine. They're courageous people. They understand the, the, the need for proclaiming the gospel at this time, but yet there's still a human side. I know Pastor Sergey has a five-year-old son. He's the cutest little boy, and I've met him. His son asked him the other day, Daddy, what are these bad noises that I'm hearing? And can you imagine trying to explain to a five-year-old son that these bad noises you've been hearing are bombs that could possibly damage your house and, and affect your own well-being? So real-life issues that are not easy. And here at the same time, Pastor Sergey and many of the FEBC staff are praying that the Word of God would continue to go out that they'd continue to be effective in their ministry because this is a time that is their primary prayer that the people of Ukraine will come to faith in Christ. Uh, we want to continue to pray, Ed, and before I have you pray, maybe just share a few thoughts of, of ways to pray. I mean, sometimes you look at something like this, you're, you're not even sure how to pray. How should we pray for your staff, your team, others who are doing ministry there? What, what would be your recommendation? Well, of course, you know, it's obvious to think that we want to pray for their safety and their protection. But when I spoke with several of them this morning, it's their prayer that God would use this situation uh, to get his word out. And they've asked to pray for their own courage in the face of these difficult circumstances so that they could continue the work. I shared with them from Psalm 91. Could I read just a few verses, Colin, before I pray? Yes, please. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. You shall not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day. For a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. 
If you make the most high your dwelling, then no harm will befall you and no disaster shall come nigh thy dwelling. Can I pray now, Colin? Please do. Father, we come before you today pleading for your protection and mercy for the people of Ukraine, Lord. People whose lives have been disrupted by war in a way that we have not seen, Father, in decades. We pray, too, for the soldiers of Ukraine, for the soldiers of Russia, for that matter, who likely don't understand the evil of the actions that they have been commanded to take. Now, Lord, as you have instructed us, we pray for the world leaders whose hands are making the difficult decision of what to do at this particular time in history. We pray, Lord, that your sovereign hand would guide them and in a way that now best aligns with your will for this difficult situation. Finally, Lord, we ask a special prayer of protection over FEBC's dedicated staff and all who are serving your son there in Ukraine. We, we pray for emotional support for them, for safety and for courage, yes, courage. As servants, Lord, these people continue to minister, to operate your radio stations and media platforms. And so we beg, Father, that your words of comfort and hope would continue to go out on these platforms so that they could bring many in that region to place their faith in your son, Jesus Christ. We lift up this prayer, Lord, before you as brothers and sisters in Christ, unified by your son, yet from many tribes and tongues and nations. And we pray this, Lord, in your name. Amen. Amen. And thanks to our guests today and to you for being here. And I want to encourage you one more time, pray. Pray for the people of Ukraine and the people trying to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For more information about our program or the links talked about today, missionstoday.com. Missions Today is a production of Resource Global.